Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, I will be throwing it back to 2005's Biscuit Teacher and Star Candy, also known as Hello, My Teacher. And before I go any further, just a quick disclaimer of many, um, <laughs> just the first disclaimer here. If you know about this drama, then you know about this drama. If you don't know about this drama, as you can see <laughs> by that title, this is about a teacher and um, Star Candy, who is a student. So that's the first thing that I was going to say off the bat. So if that kind of just like is a big flag that raises for you and you're like, ah, yeah, no, thank you. I do not, you know, I'm not mad at you <laughs> if you decide not to listen to this episode, but I didn't want to throw that out there up front, but I am going to go, of course, further into this, the discussion of the drama and the production notes and all that stuff. And I'm going to include the actual summary. So you'll kind of get a gist of what the drama is about. And then I'll give my thoughts on it. But unlike how I've been doing with my other throwing back episodes, where I've kind of focused specifically on initial thoughts, midpoint thoughts, and then final thoughts, I'm not going to probably do that with this one. I'm just going to probably throw my thoughts at you because I don't want to go into too much detail about the drama because I don't feel like anyone wants that much detail on this drama. But I still have thoughts on this drama after a rewatch um, after all these years. So I definitely wanted to kind of just at least throw my thoughts out there. So I'll probably spend more time on the production notes because um, we have some heavy hitters um, leading this drama. So I'll go into all of that and then I'll go into just my overall thoughts on Biscuit Teacher and Star Candy. So let's start with our director. So the drama is directed by Oh Jung Rook. Um, he has done Piano with Arzo and Sung, who was just in our you know, previous Thorn It Back episode. And then he also did Daemul, which was a hit political drama in 2010. And the last thing he's done was actually Forest with my love, Joe Boa and Park Hae Jin. So that's the last that we've kind of really seen him on the scene. There is another director on this drama and it's Kim Hyung Shik. He has done the hit, um, the wonderful Lovers and Prague drama with my queen, Joan Do-yeon, um, and Kim Joo-hyuk is also in it. Rest in peace, Kim Joo-hyuk. And then he also did Caden Abel with Soji Sub, who was also in a previous Dornaback episode. He also did Second Twenties with our writer from Brilliant Legacy, from our previous episode and so you know just i love seeing all the connections and then he did about time and 2018 and most recently he did under the queen's umbrella which i really enjoyed if you guys know when i talked about that drama i actually really like that drama so that that is our directors we had two directors for this drama now we also had two writers for this drama but one of the writers is confusing. Like the name I think is the same name as another writer on the scene or has been on the scene. So I couldn't, you know, really tell. They kind of seem to have mixed the two up when I was looking at their kind of credits. So I don't really know <laughs> what that um, writer has also written. It could have been a lot of things or it could have been nothing. I can't really tell. So I'm going to focus on the one who actually had a lot of production notes. Um, the kind of, I'm going to say, the writer that I'm going to talk about is Pak K. Oak. 
Also did Cain and Abel with the director Kim Hyung-sik, Dr. Prisoner with Nam Goo-min, Mr. Queen from 2020, which I know was beloved by many people. Um, also did Jolson Exorcist, the drama that was canceled because of all that controversy. So I think has not been writing since that debacle with Jolson Exorcist. However, this writer has also um, written many movies and a lot of movies actually before it got to Biscuit Teacher um, in 2005. And it, the different movies, it's a really mixed bag. So I can't really tell you what style of writing is. And because this drama had two writers, I couldn't tell you whose style was really the forefront in the writing of this drama. But one of the movies that this writer did write um, was Innocent Steps with Moon Gyun, uh, with Moon Gyun Young, who you know, I really love and hasn't really acted in a long time, but she was like the nation's daughter or little sister at one point, but she was in Innocent Steps. And that was a movie about like ballroom, like professional dancing. So really, really good movie. Um, sorry. <laughs> and then again, like I said, you know, haven't really seen this writer since Jolson Exorcist. Um, now let's go into when it was released. This drama was released in April or April 13th, 2005. And I watched it in uh, the end of 2007, maybe going into 2008. And this was, of course, right, not right after, but after I had been introduced to K-dramas with Coffee Prince. And it was my first high school K-drama. And that is the real reason why I wanted to return to it and actually do an episode on it. Um, and I don't really know how it did while it was airing. Um, I just couldn't really find any information about it. Um, but I, you know, I think people really were excited to see um, Gong Hyo Jin back because um, she, you know, she had been acting in the movies at this point. She had did some other, you know, popular little kind of high school type dramas. So they really were excited to see her in this role. Um, and that's really all I could fine as far as like the way the the buzz was around this drama at the time um and I think people were also interested in the gong siblings as they sometimes are known as or even call themselves the gong siblings um as in gong hyo jin and gong yu being in a drama together so I think that was also anticipated um and so that's a perfect segue I think to go into the cast of this drama and then go into the summary of the plot so Let's start with our lovely lead actress, Gong Hyuk Jin. Um, she's the actress that I believe would be one of my best friends if I knew her in real life. Like I just adore her, and in my head, she's my like one of my best friends. I really do believe that. I think we would be such good friends. Like if we just like that's I just love everything about her. Like outside of acting, I think I just like her personality in general. But anyway, you know, we never know these people in real life, but you know what I mean, in my head. Um, and I have adored her since I first laid eyes on her in 2003. Yes, I said 2003. And that's before I started K-dramas, right? Right, right? And if you know my K-drama origin story, you'll know I watched Asian cinema for years before discovering K-drama. And one of the films I watched at that time, during that time at some point, was a movie called Volcano High. And it was a teen martial arts film. And it had tons of our faves in it. I'm gonna be honest, I mean, tons were in there and her included. So I liked her when I saw her there. 
Um, so I, that was my introduction to her years before I had saw her in a K-drama. So super cool, right? Um, but let me go into some other things that she's, you know, known for, because honestly, it would be easier for me to list the things I haven't seen her in, <laughs> as opposed to like all the things that I have seen her in. So I'm just going to list some of the like most well-known works of hers. Uh, first would be Song Du, Let's Go to School with um, B, or as people like to call him, Rain. Um, she also did Thank You with Jung Hyuk, who was also in Volcano High with her. So I love the, the cute return for those two. Um, she was also in Pasta, The Greatest Love, The Master's Son, which Soji Sub. It's um, she's also in It's Okay That's Love with Zoe and Song. So you know, it, just looking at her her kind of filmography, I was like, this she, she no one's doing it like her in her career <laughs> because the actor she has acted with, and of course, it's an honor for them to act with her. Like, let's just be honest. But also, she has had some some wonderful wonderful male leads let's just say that okay um and she was also in a drama called jealousy incarnate with cho jung Sook, who i'm absolutely in love with and enduring right now in captain raven king so side note um and she was in when the camellia blooms with my heart kong Hanul. um and i don't have time to really go through her movies but she has tons um her first i think was memento mori which was really her acting start, to be honest. So super cool. And the thing about that movie too, Memento Mori, it was like groundbreaking when it came out. I mean, if you don't know about that movie, I would say look into it, read up on it. It was huge. And one of the, I know one of the stories that she's told in like interviews is how she didn't have any desire to act whatsoever. And when she was in this movie, like cast in this movie and she was, you know, going through the filming of it, a lot of times they said she was, and she said this herself, like she was very like, like, let's hurry up and let's get this over with. <laughs> like she didn't want to be there filming it and for it to be like the catapult to her entire career. It's so funny. So yeah, just side note about her. She's one of my favorite actresses, love her to pieces, have seen tons of her movies, tons of her dramas. I mean, love her. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our male lead in this drama, Gong Yu, Gong Yu. And if you know me at all, you know he is my husband in my head, just like Hyojin is one of my best friends in my head. <laughs> I mean, he is the reason we're even here today talking about K-dramas. He is the beginning. He is my start. He is my heart. Like, you don't understand this this man, Gong Yu, this is my, this is K-drama for me. He is K-dramas for me. He is K-dramas for me. If there was no him, <laughs> there would be probably no me in K-dramas. So I really, really just don't want to go into too much detail about him because it would turn into a session of me just, I'm going to still be singing his praises while I talk about this drama, but still, I'm... I don't want to go into it because I can be here all day is my point, I guess, talking about how much I love Gong Yu. So now, like with Hyojin, it would, like I said, be easier to tell you what dramas and movies of his I haven't seen, but 
I'll just give you a quick few that you may know him from. So there's One Fine Day, there's also Coffee Prince, there's Big, there's Goblin, of course. I mean, I think he's very well known for his cameo in Squid Game, (laughs) which is, if you didn't know, a drama I have never watched. So that's funny. Um, And then he has been in movies like S Diary and She's on Duty. Both of those movies are with the incomparable Kim Suna. So mm, he also has a wonderful track record and history for actresses that he has worked with. I mean, wonderful leading ladies. He was in the movie Finding Mr. Destiny with M. Soo Jung, uh, Perfection. He was in Silence, one of the saddest movies that I have ever watched in my life with my love, Jung Yoo Mi. He was in A Man and a Woman with my queen, Joon Do Yun again. Um, there's um, Train to Busan, of course, with Jung Yoo Mi again. And he was in Kim Ji Young, born 1982 with the lovely Jung Yoo Mi again. And why aren't they married yet? No one knows, but it's maybe because he's married to me. I mean, I mean I'm not sharing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness. I'm just kidding. Let me keep going on. Cause like I said, I could keep going, but he has been, and I think so many more movies than he probably has in dramas, but he, when he does have his little pics of dramas, he does make a big little splash. He makes a little splash and then he like goes on and just more movies. And I love that about his career. It has been very like, he's been very particular with what he roles he's picked. He's kind of had some, I think from Coffee Prince and he's talked about this before where it was a little jarring to have a moment like Coffee Prince was. Um, and like, I don't know if I'm explaining it like this or if I heard him explain this like this or maybe someone else talked about coffee print. Um, but like, it was like capturing lightning in a bottle. And I can only imagine like the feeling of that where it's like you are not sure you'll ever get to do that again. And I think that slightly scarred him <laughs> to some extent where I feel like after having something like that, you're on the constant kind of like search for it again and then you come up short it's it, it can it can kind of you know take a toll on you so not me trying to analyze anyone or anything like that but i can say for myself like that experience of like capturing lightning in a bottle like once it happens will it ever happen again <laughs> let's just say will it ever happen again but anywho I'm not gonna go on about that. Let's move on to the rest of cast. We also have in our main cast, Kim Dae-hyun, and he doesn't have a really extensive filmography, but I know him best from Warrior Big Dong Tzu, which is one of my favorite dramas. Um, He's also in a family drama called I Summon You Gold, and I do remember him, I think, from that. And he was also in last year's moving, so you might remember him. I forgot um, what, I don't know what his character's name was. He was one of our, you know, on our North Korea side. So if you look into it, you'll you'll find him. Um, and then last but not least, rounding out our kind of main cast, we have Che Yo Jin, and she's such an amazing actress to me. And I just adore her face. She's so pretty to me. I'm so sorry. She's always been so pretty to me. Um, but she's um, from In Need of Romance, one of my faves I've talked about before. She was also in Dream High season two. Um, Golden Bride was a big one for her. And um, one of my favorite dramas and performances of hers was Valid Love, which again is another controversial and taboo 
drama um and my hollow love which I feel like a lot of people might have seen her in. And most recently, the last thing she did was Miss Monte Cristo, which I did not watch. But I feel like she really gained her most popularity when she was on season, uh, a season of Dancing with the Stars, like the Korea um, version. And since then, I've known her as like the Zumba queen. <laughs> like that's what I really know her for. It's like her dancing nowadays. So I feel like she kind of has packed up acting a little bit and she's really been exploring and staying in that space of dancing dancing because I do know this about her because of my the drama of Valid Love or Righteous Love. She had always wanted to be um, a dancer, a ballerina, and certain situations she couldn't. And so I think, and if you watched Valid Love, you'll know the role that she plays is a ballerina and it's just so... Ugh, such a beautiful, such a beautiful role. Um, so I think ever since she kind of picked up dancing again, I don't think she let it go. And I think that's great for her. So love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. And talk about beautiful in this drama. I hate that I feel like Gong Kyo Jin, and if she even, I think, refers to this in the drama, her character refers to her not being as like pretty or attractive in, in some way. And I just don't understand that. She is beautiful to me. I mean, she's gorgeous. I mean, she's also super young, but she's just so gorgeous, so gorgeous in this drama. So just a side note, as I was talking about, you know, Yojin being really beautiful, as is Yojin. Super super gorgeous in this drama. Now, let's get into this messy, controversial, taboo synopsis of this drama. And you guys will make your decisions based off of this, whether you will continue on listening to this episode or if you're gonna bow out, okay? Um, and then I'll, I'll follow it up with a quick um, disclaimer, two, three, and four, maybe. So um, yeah, synopsis. Na Bori, played by Gong Hyojin, is a 25-year-old woman who desperately wants to be a teacher at the high school she was kicked out of due to a misunderstanding with her teachers over injuring a group of male classmates. She had been a legend at her school for being a troublemaker and getting into fights. After overcoming numerous hardships and getting her high school equivalency certification, she rejects job offers from other high schools and works on becoming a substitute teacher at her old high school so she can work side by side with her longtime high school crush, the art teacher, Ji Hyun Woo, played by Kim Da Hyun. However, the only thing that enables her to get the covenant job is by signing a contract to essentially babysit Pak Tae-in, played by Gong Yu, a troublemaker who attends the same high school. Tae-in, a lonely 20-year-old youth, quickly becomes the jung or king of the high school and enjoys playing mean tricks on body whose tough but easygoing personality attracts the majority of her students. As his relationship with his teacher takes a turn for the worse, Tae-in gradually becomes attracted to her through a series of complicated events. No Jima, played by Che Yo-jin, is jealous of the relationship between Bori and Tae-in and goes out of her way to get Bori kicked out, but she's not the only one against them. So, <laughs> disclaimers here, guys. Here we go. This is a taboo topic, obviously. Um, whenever you're talking about a student-teacher relationship in a drama or movie or whatever, 
it's huge because it's usually tied to age difference and then power imbalance. In this situation, the age difference isn't that huge, to be honest. Um, he is technically of age um, and they kind of make that known and plain in the drama. But what the drama does not um take away from is that he is a student and she is a teacher, right? They do kind of still drill that idea home. So yes, there is that. Again, while watching this drama for a second time after so many years and after I have aged 20 years, obviously, I was watching this a lot differently than I did the first time I watched it. Um, I think I really loved it the first time I watched it. I think I really enjoyed it the first time I watched it, even with some parts that I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. I mean, I was really, really young, okay? But this, you know, this day and age, I'm quite, um, how do I say, I'm quite aware of like what I'm consuming and what's going on on screen and what's, you know, I, what's, what's questionable, what's what's not questionable. I I can, I pick up on that obviously. And as someone who came, who comes from an education background, um, this also was another thing that was just like, Ooh, yeah, no, (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, never. You know, I had a lot of those reactions while watching it for the second time. Um, but again, I think the way that I'm going to talk about this drama, it's going to be kind of putting some of that to the side so I can talk about some of the other elements of the drama that I think a lot of people might, um, might think would really be really good about the drama, but because of like this kind of premise that it's packaged in, you kind of, you, you won't get to that point. You will totally miss that. But I definitely am going to talk about that relationship that is the student teacher relationship, but I'm going to also, I think, put it aside as I talk mostly about some of the other things that I almost forgotten about when I was rewatching this drama and that I thought was actually really good. So there are some things, yeah, that's going to sound a little weird and icky and a little like, mm, I don't know about that. And yes, there is. <laughs> Trust me, there is. But I definitely think there was something in this drama or there's things in this drama that I still wanted to kind of, you know, mention and talk about and give you my thoughts on. So again, I'm not going to give you all the, the messy details of this drama because like I said, I don't think anybody wants all the messy details. But there's 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 something to talk about. There's something to talk about. So um Again, I'm not going to give you a breakdown of initial thoughts, midpoint thoughts, and final thoughts, but I am going to kind of start from the beginning to kind of get you acclimated with our characters, um, our, at least our main four characters, and then I'll get into a little bit more about, um, you know, like I said, those relationships. <laughs> so like I said, this was my very first high school K-drama, so I have in my memories, in my head, this being one of the kind of for me, an educational experience of watching K-dramas. Because back in the day, and even re-watching it again this second time around, the, the way that subbing worked, you were provided fan subs, you know, like Vicky is, but a lot of times with the fan subs back then, because it was so new to some some, some people who were watching, the fan subs took 
great details and great lengths to actually include um, little informational tidbits and notes about different you know terminologies that were being used, some little explanations about certain things that were happening in the story. And I just remember thinking that was so important for me, I'm going to be honest, in my early days of K-drama. And I don't feel the same, like obviously that's not something that I think is incorporated in dramas dropping on Netflix right now. Like that's just not a thing you get, right? And I like things like, um, and we watch this drama, like the, the use of Unni um, or young, like they would explain what those terms meant and the importance of them and how they function in, you know, the Korean language. And I just remember thinking, I don't, this is so helpful. And I would just be so grateful to all our fans. I'm going to be honest, so grateful, still am. Um, and I think rewatching this drama, I got to see those little notes again. And I just so happy to see that. But I, it also made me recognize that for me, watching this drama back then was an educational experience for me because I feel like I was learning a lot about something that I had not watched yet in K-dramas, which was this kind of real high school setting. And it wasn't like the high school setting in Gong, which where we had like this really fancy art school. Like it was different. It was totally different. And this was in 2005. So it was just like, it felt like a real Korean high school drama. And so I just remember learning a lot from this drama at the time of it airing. I mean, not learning, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just thought it was ironic that I was watching a drama about school and about education and then getting the opportunity to really learn about this other element of, you know, Korean culture through K-drama. So that's why this is a drama that I thought would be a good one for me to throw it back to. Not because I wanted to be messy and just talk about something super controversial and taboo as such as student-teacher relationships. Um, no, I really wanted to talk about this experience of me watching a drama that was very important for me in my K-drama history. So that's part of this this season, this this throwing back season is me going back and really paying some homage to some of those dramas. But again, is this me dismissing the some of the, the issues and complications and discrepancies and inappropriateness of this drama? No, not at all. I am not dismissing that at all. So yeah, I just wanted to go back and, and give this drama another chance to see where it still stands in my mind this day and age. Now, when I opened the drama, I was like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The opening sequence is like super silly where you have these high schoolers surrounded in this like room, in this classroom and they're like telling like this ghost story together almost. They like are in the dark and they're telling the story of a former student and the legend that she was. And in telling this story, we get to see this reenactment of our legendary Bori totally taking down um, like all of these male students after they kind of were trying to like, you know, harass this girl and she completely takes them down in this old school, like Japanese, Japanese martial arts style format. It's super funny. And it coming from someone coming from J drama, when I watched this drama, I remember thinking like I knew exactly what they were doing and exactly the kind of references they were pulling from. But I thought that was like, super silly then I still think it's super silly now when I'm rewatching it but then after they show her kind of totally destroying these students she is then of course punished by the the head teacher the headmaster of the school and they are basically 
using corporal punishment again something that we don't have anything to do with in this day and age but they're using corporal punishment they're kind of hitting her with a stick on her legs and she is like taking it like a pro this again is them retelling the story of this legendary student and she's like taking it like a pro and then after that the the one teacher says something about her and that one thing triggers her and she storms out of a school after making the head teacher bleed right like she like they make her look like she has these superpowers and like she completely destroys the teacher's room and then the one of the teachers gets hit with like flying books and so he's bleeding and they're like get out of here and she runs out and and after she leaves, she never comes back. She gets expelled from the school. So that's the legend of her. And the thing that this drama does in the first opening episodes, like the first four episodes, I believe, is that they will have um, these things happen that are very dramatic and very stylized, like an entire like martial arts fighting scene. And then at the end of the episode, they will go back and show what really happened. They're like, it would be something silly. And so her story of like how she got kicked out of school, she just was like, they did, they were mistreating me, so I just left, <laughs> you know, and that was simple as that it wasn't like she was fighting anyone she didn't do anything and so she was mad that she had got blamed for doing something she didn't do and so she left the school and never came back um and so that was basically the real story and the drama does this for the first four episodes where they have these major like I said stylized moments and then only for the episode to end and then they show us what really happened in the moment and then they don't do this ever again after that like it's like consistent for a good four to five episodes episodes and then never again after the 16 episodes do we see this like stylized um kind of like fight scenes again so it was weird that they decided to start with that and then not follow it through and kind of just like the story the drama itself started to feel like it was telling so many different stories in one and that's something I'm gonna get into in a second but yes so this is our introduction to the drama but mostly to our not and the other thing to know about Bori is that her name is, it sounds like barley in Korean. And so when she is introduced to people, that's one of the first thing they kind of know. And when she's introduced to the students, they take that and turn it into calling her biscuit teacher because barley biscuits were kind of popular at the time. So they would call her biscuit because her name was Bori. So it was like barley biscuits, but biscuit. So she was biscuit teacher. So that's where the title, the first part of the title comes from so you know that is our introduction to her and the other thing to know about her again is that she was in love with her she had a really huge crush on her art teacher again his character name is Ji Hyun Woo and the thing is that he was an art teacher and she felt like he was the only teacher in that school the only adult in that school that did not you know, think she was a troublemaker, didn't think she was like worthless and didn't think she was important. Like she was the only one that paid her any attention and was really kind to her and was teaching her art. And so she fell head over heels in love with him. Obviously when she got expelled, when she left the school, she kind of promised herself that she would always come back to be with him. She was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to become a teacher so I can come back to the school and be with him. And the reason why I had to be back at that school and why she knew he would be there is because his family has passed on the school. So his great grandfather, his grandfather, um, and then his father, 
and then now his sister was running the school. His sister is the principal of the school, um, but the problem is, is that he wants to be an art teacher. Like he doesn't really want to take over the school. He wants to do art, that um, he wants to be an artist. And so that's where his main focus is. He still teaches at the school, but he really wants to do art. So that's why he hasn't taken over the school, but she knows he will be there. So that's one of the other things you'll need to know about his character. Now, let's talk a little bit about Pac Tae-in and how we get introduced to him. So Pak Tae-in is a troublemaker, just as our body was deemed when she was in high school. And the thing about Pak Tae-in is that he is he's not in Korea when we first meet Bori and everyone else and she's trying to get through the process of getting hired at the school he's not there yet he ends up returning to Korea because he gets in fights and he gets in trouble and it's such a big problem a big issue they are like you got to get out of here so he gets sent back to Korea basically and his father is a um, doctor he's like the head of the hospital he is very wealthy his wife is the sister of the art teacher who is the principal of this school. So they're a very kind of well-known family and he's the black sheep of the family. Where that stems from, where that comes from, his kind of rebellion, his rebellion comes from the fact that he lost his real mother when he was young. And he lost her by um, the fact that she committed suicide. So it was a very tragic situation for a young child obviously growing up knowing that his mother left he felt left him um, with his father who went on to marry this woman that he never accepted and never liked and the thing about his father is his father is horrible <laughs> he's absolutely horrible he's a doctor a head of a hospital and he's horrible so that should give you that's scary um he's super abusive he is so abusive, he at one point beats up Tayan to the point where he sends him to his own hospital. <laughs> like, I'm not laughing because it's funny, I'm laughing because I was just like in shock that they would even, why would that, why is that a part of the story? I mean, it was horrible. So, you know, he blames his father for his mother's de death, obviously, so sad. And so he has grown up and he believes really alone, very lonely. He felt like his father was never there for his mother. And then his mother, knowing that she took her own life and then left him alone. And he just feels like I've been alone my entire life. Like his stepmom, he does not like. And his uncle, who is, again, the art teacher, has been somewhat, you know, helpful in kind of being a buffer with him and his, you know, his his stepmom and his father. So he does kind of have a somewhat close relationship with his uncle. Now, either way, he comes back to Korea and his he completely avoids his father when he returns and he goes to stay at his uncle's um, kind of like studio apartment because he you know knows his uncle knows that he can't go back home after he got sent back to Korea for misbehaving basically and his father is at the point with him where he's like I want to lock him up in the institution like I am so sick and tired of him I'm done with him I'm ready to lock him up again his father is 
horrible if I did not drill that home. Um, he literally wants to put his son in a mental institution. And his stepmom is kind of like, well, let's see. Let's see if we can get him back in school and get him under control. Maybe, just maybe, there may be a chance that we can get through to him kind of thing. She, you know, she's just trying to be, you know, step in at once. You know, sometimes she likes to step in and be a somewhat mother figure to him. And so this is her chance of doing that. Because she also feels like it's, you know, that would be embarrassing that you put your own son in a mental institution and she's like, our family, that doesn't look good. So that's also her trying to save face. But before he had gotten back into school in Korea, he was, you know, running the streets with Gemma, who is the, um, played by Yo Jin, Che Yo Jin. And she's a former friend of his. She knew him growing up. And so when she, he gets back into Korea, she immediately like picks him up from the airport. She's like, let's go. And he, and, you know, originally is like, I, don't, I didn't call you. I didn't want you to bother me because he knows how like obsessively in love with him she is. So he's like, I didn't want you to come pick me up. I didn't want you to know I was back in Korea. And she's like, well, of course I knew. You were all over the news, you know? So then she picks him up and she takes take some joyriding in this, you know, nice car because she's also wealthy. Her mom is a fashion designer. Um, just side note. And in the process of, you know, them hanging out, they end up with a situation where Bordy is actually on the street and she's just like walking, doing what she's doing. And there's a delivery driver and they end up you know, almost hitting him and in the process of avoiding hitting him and causing like this little small accident all of his delivery food ends up flying in the air of course super dramatic moment and it all flies on top of Bori as she's getting ready to go to her interview she was on her way to the interview at the school and at this point <laughs> she's covered all this food um and they notice this woman covered in all this food and she you know looks at them and she's like screams at them and he smirks at her and they like you know peel off and that's their first actual interaction Bori and um Taeyin. and then of course she ends up getting into school and the the way that she gets into the school is that our teacher our art teacher after seeing her again was like you know she wants to be a teacher she would be the perfect person to like really connect with Tayan and maybe keep him under route under under rain because she herself was a former troublemaker so she would be able to understand and connect with him and so his 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 sister she ends up agreeing to hiring Bori as the teacher, not as, as a teacher, but not as a teacher. She's not actually teaching any subjects. She's not certified to actually teach. She's more like a, you know, substitute teacher in a way, but they don't give her actual classroom. They give her like a homeroom, you know, period where she gets to come in for homeroom and then she leaves. Like that's like her only gig. Um, and, but really her contract is that she needs to keep him out of trouble. That's what she's really there to do. And so her facade is that she's this home room teacher but really she's just there to babysit um Tayan. and she takes that seriously because she gets to finally be at the school where her you know love of her life her former teacher is there so that is kind of like the setup of this story and how we get introduced to our main um couple now the thing that starts to kind of get all weird and wacky is this element of our body and her former teacher. So who is the art teacher and Tayan's uncle? <laughs> she is in love with this man. 
So much so that the minute she gets back into the school setting with him, she's like declaring her love and he's declaring his love to her. Yes. This is where I was like my first, my initial like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Like he immediately starts to explain like, oh my gosh, like I, I loved you. <laughs> I loved you. And I'm like, wait, wait, when she was your student? And he basically is like, I, you know, of course I never, I, I just thought about it, but I never acted on it, of course. And I just, I just knew you were special and I couldn't get you out of my mind after you left school and I would draw you all the time. And I just, you know, yes. And so they start a relationship, like straight up start a relationship. And while this whole part of the story of them being in a relationship, a lot of the things that start happening is Bordy is trying to get acclimated to being a teacher, quote um, quotes, air quotes around teacher. And what she does is kind of positions herself to her students or her homeroom class that she gets, you know, control over during homeroom period. She gets, um, she puts positions herself as like a 911 or a 119 for them. So if anything, they need anything, she, they just call her number and she'll, she'll show up for them. And she holds true to that the entire drama a big chunk of this drama after the first four episodes of the school you know the students kind of bullying bullying her when she gets there Tayin not being nice to her realizing that this lady is like attached to him at the hip and he doesn't understand why she won't leave him alone and he's like i'm you know trying to get her off of me kind of shake her and like all of that a lot of things that happened after all of that which again was just the first four episodes started to become the students and their trials and tribulations that she would have to step in and step up for them and kind of you know take care of them and in the process of her real realizing and recognizing some of the really serious situations that her students are in she is questioning this whole teaching thing altogether. She's like, I didn't want to really think I wanted to be a teacher. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is so much stress. Like, I can't understand. Like, this is so much that the students are dealing with and I have to like, and I want to help them and I can't, I feel helpless. You know, she really starts to take on um, this role of being like this protector of her students and it's weighing on her heavily. And the thing that I have to say, the big chunk of this story, it feels episodic because it's like, you know, not every episode, but almost every episode, there's almost like a student of the day, right? So it's like, what is the student in her class today going to deal with? And there's so many different things. Like, um, for example, there is a student, um, one of the first stories is uh, one of the best friends of Tayin. He is raising his cousin as his own child um, because their family died. So he has complete, you know, um, custody of her and she's sick. She's like, as in like, seriously sick in the hospital and she needs surgery. So he's doing a lot of dirty work to make money to support her and pay for her. When Bordy finds this out, she's absolutely horrified that he has a, has the responsibility of raising a child who is sick at that. And so she starts her quest to help him with the help of the students in the classroom, of course. And while she's helping this student, she becomes closer, closer to Tayin because this is Tayin's like good friend. And he, you know, and they're visiting the hospital together, visiting the little, the little girl. And, you know, so he gets closer and, and closer to each other in that regard because Tayin starts to see 
what she's doing for the students and that she's actually holding true to being the 119 for them. And then she's growing closer to Tayan because he is letting her in. Like he's letting her know more about like why he is the way that he is, why does he act the way that he acts about his mother. And so she starts to understand him a little bit more. And that's where she kind of sees again, her responsibility to be there for him and how she's being for all of her students. Again, at this point, there's nothing actual like romantic happening between our, you know, Bori or Tayan. There's nothing of the sort. Um, if anything, a lot of the beginning of the drama is Tayan like kind of bullying her. And then there's a point of them having like this mutual understanding, like she's there to help. She's there to be supportive to our students. And so when he recognizes that, he starts to let her in and starts to actually help her support the students. Um, and so there's nothing like that because she starts dating the teacher. <laughs> like She's in an actual relationship with her former art teacher. So there's no romantic relationship at all between her and Tayan. But a lot of situations, let's be honest, like in a real school, setting you would never be in a setting like that with your student like they get locked into a closet at the hospital together at one point and she's like you know sleeping with him in there I'm like some of this stuff was like ah man never like couldn't have been alone in the classroom with this student let alone sleeping somewhere with them you know like just no so there's a lot of things like that um, and there's something that I completely skipped that was in the first um, opening episode, four episodes, a part of the bullying that happened to her. I didn't want to talk about it because I was just like, that was um, a lot <laughs> for opening of a drama. But basically, really quickly, Gemma, who is the student who's in love with Tayan, she um, makes it look like um, Tayan and Bori had slept together at a hotel and she's like is threatening her with pictures that she took of her when she was passed out and the situation was not actually Tayan he was not in the hotel with her he had dropped her off at the hotel but left and then Gemma came back after to like you know undress her and take pictures to like set up this scene or scenario that they had slept together which was just absolutely horrible and again this was the opening four episodes of the drama. So I was just like, um, what am I getting myself into again? Did I watch this? But it, but after those first four episodes, I promise you the drama like changes. Like it comes, it becomes a whole different story. Like Gemma becomes so much more likable by the end of the drama. I mean, I felt for her um, at some point because I mean, she was just really in love with Tan and he just, you know, wasn't in love with her. Um, but you know, like it just completely changed. So as much as I hated her in those first four episodes and what she did to Bordy, you know, after the fact, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I actually feel bad for Gemma herself. But that doesn't like excuse the fact that she even did that in the first place. So anyway, the, the rest of this drama, like the bulk of this drama, like I said, the beginning is like this weird introduction to the characters and their relationships and how they're all intertwined. And then Bori being entered into the school, but kind of like initiated really by the students to some degree into her new kind of teaching position and then her starting a relationship with her teacher <laughs> again her former teacher but starting a relationship with her teacher and then her recognizing that her students actually need help like there's more than just like teaching them what is on the board kind of thing like they actually need things that she ends up helping them with so I was listing off some of the scenarios with some of the students and so one of them like I said was the one with the the student who was taking care of his 
da- his sick daughter, who was not his daughter, but his daughter. Then we have stories um, like one of the students who was kind of like a bully in the school being a part of a gang. Um, and this gang wanted Tayin. And so because Tayin wouldn't join the gang, they kind of like were holding this other student hostage in a way and kind of mistreating him and abusing him. And at some point he gets really hurt and in the hospital and they blame Tayin for this and he gets in jail and she has to like figure out what really happened so that she can get Tayin out of jail and get the people who actually hurt the student in jail um, and then just kind of helping the student get out of the gang situation. Then there's a story with um, a student who um, ends up getting accused of cheating at school and gets expelled, basically gets, you know, kicked out of the school. But the student who actually um, was the one who did the cheating, he was dealing with things with his mom and his mom was basically remarrying and moving out of the country and leaving him with his family, with his grandparents. And so that was something that he was really struggling with. And he thought if he could do well in school and impress his mom that she wouldn't leave him. And there's this whole thing about, you know, she needed to find her own happiness. He's about to graduate. He needs to find his own happy. I mean, it was the whole thing. Um, basically, somebody getting abandoned by their their parent. Um, and then there was a student who um, started bullying a, a girl student who started bullying other girls because they were basically taking note that the fact that her mother and her father had been separated and her father had now been, you know, seen with another woman. And so she was basically like, how dare you guys spread lies about me? So she was basically beating up girls who were (laughs) saying anything bad about her and her family. And then she ends up um, getting the help of Bori and reuniting her parents and all of this kind of stuff because he wasn't cheating on her mother and all that. So like there was a whole setup. Then there was a story um, which I struggled with. Um, of course I did, where there is a student who has basically been diagnosed as terminally ill um, and he had a surgery that was unsuccessful um, and so he kind of was just like basically saying goodbye and he was an older student so he was like way older than the rest of the kids in a way because he had it was a whole thing so he came out of school and so he didn't really have a connection with any other students and his actual you know illness was affecting his brain so he couldn't really remember a lot of things and it was really sad he would like you know pass out randomly and the students just didn't understand what was going on and one of the girl students she really had taken a liking to him she had really liked him um and so she started to you know hang out around him and then she notices that something is really wrong and he ends up going being hospitalized and Bori and Tayin and the students end up supporting him and going back to get the you know to try again and get another surgery um and so that's a whole story there's another student in the class who um is suicidal Bori gets to experience this student after multiple attempts that she has made and the students kind of let Bori know like this isn't new and then Bori ends up meeting with the student at the hospital and the student explains like what's going on with her like why she's so upset and depressed and why she's you know basically suicidal and it's just a heartbreaking story that the girl tells like I mean it was so sad so I mean like there's so many stories in this one drama. And when I tell you there's so many stories in this one drama, there's so many stories in this one drama. So that's why I mean by like the first four episodes was kind of setting up the stage of Bordy and Tayin and their relationships with each other and 
the you know the other people in the school but then it makes this switch and it turns all eyes on this different students and their different um, I mean it's like that's a lot of students right I don't even think I went through all of the stories so it's like a lot of different mini stories and it does feel like it's episodic but it's not because it's not a, a a student an episode it could be multiple students in one episode and I and it would be cohesive so like if the episode would finish one student storyline um and start another one the following like next couple episodes you would get a follow-up on like what happened with that one student story so I always like that and I feel like that's different with a purely episodic story where it's like once you finish with that drama with that character you don't really hear from that character again and that wasn't the case at all like we really got to know these students alongside Bodhi and Tayin and their whole fi- fiasco that was happening. But again, the big the big thing that I'm one I know everyone's wondering is like what was going on with Bodhi and Tayin during this time. So a lot of times they were like a team and helping the students in the situations and, and, and figuring out things and, and making sure everything was okay. But then they were also <laughs> dealing with the the growing feelings that Tayin was having towards Bodhi. Because again Bodhi was dating her former teacher throughout most of this drama. I mean literally all all of this drama and Bori is aware of Tayen's like for her that turns into him you know declaring his actual love for her I mean he screams it at her outside of um I forgot where he was. I went there outside of an airport. Yeah, they were outside of an airport, I believe, after one of the student stories about sitting off his mom. You know, he like was like, I'm going to tell you loud. He screams it out loud to Bori while she's getting in the car with her boyfriend. Um, like he's like, I don't care. I love you. I love you, Bori. Like he says that. Um, and so he gets to this point where he's in, you know, he's declaring his love for her with her dating his uncle um and Bori's just kind of like shrugging her shoulders like shaking her head at him like kids these days you know like that's how she treats him she really does treat him like you know kids these days but while she's thinking of him in that way she continues to like pull him in you know I mean I'm not trying to you know fault her as in like oh well she was the one like but a lot of the times when she would have a problem or issue while she was dealing with the students issues or she was dealing with her you know boyfriend issues and and her work issues she was going to tan that he was always there whenever something was she would break down and cry and get upset he was there with his shoulder and she would be like you know crying on his shoulder like that would happen multiple times where she would be completely you know giving in to she would she would be looking for him whenever something actually went down with her and so of course Tayan he as someone who has declared his love for her is always ready to be there for her and he starts to um you know get her roses daily roses he would bring it to her and they're all like oh you're you know your boyfriend's so sweet and she's like oh that's not my boyfriend you know, it's Tayan. These kids these days, you know, like <laughs> it was always like that. I'm like, girl, this boy, like, I mean, man, whatever you want to call him, like this student of yours is is doing a lot. And at one point he gathers so many roses and covers her entire front door with roses and you know shows up to school with band-aids all over his fingers because he was putting these these roses all over her door throughout the night I mean like that's the kind of stuff he was doing for her and she just would be like "Mm, you know 
Tan and then like run to her boyfriend. Like she was actually in a relationship throughout this drama and it was all one-sided and the 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 love that Tan had for her. But what you know we are supposed to also gather is that Bori obviously really really cares for Tan and she because she they show her looking for him all the time. Like whenever something happens, she's like, Where is Tan? Where is Tan? You know, something goes bad, Tan, where is Tan? You know she was always there for him and he was always there for her. I mean, she was paid to be there for him to some degree. So she was like a babysitter, really. Um, And so she took it on, like took the job seriously. And she was always, you know, watching him, making sure he wasn't getting in trouble. But when he finds out that that was her job, that she was paid to babysit him and not to be an actual teacher, he takes like offense to that. And he kind of turns on her and that becomes a whole moment where he's basically trying to get her fired um and then that doesn't really work as far as her getting her fired um because again something else happens with one of the students and she comes in and she you know steps up and saves the day and then he realizes like it's not fair (laughs) to do that to her um and it's really him pouting and like stumping his feet and that's why he was you know acting out but at some point he gets the gets the memo he gets the memo that Buddy is someone that I absolutely am in love with. I love her to pieces. I want to be there for her. I don't want to see her cry. I don't want to see her hurting, but she is with my uncle. She's in love with my uncle. They're talking about getting married. Like I really got to let her go. And he starts to let her go. And so we get to see this, this kind of process of Tayen accepting matters you know after of course having moments of breaking down and being just like I can't believe this is happening like I can't have her you know after those moments he really is making a concerted effort to let her go he is doing everything he can to let her know that I will not bother you anymore. He knows, he takes it as I've been bothering her. I've been annoying her. I've been, you know, running behind her. I'm not going to do that anymore, but just please just be, you know, be here, see us graduate. I promise, I promise, I promise I won't bother you anymore. I'm letting go of my feelings. You know, like he does his best and it's really nice to see. It's really nice to see him kind of in this mature aspect of like, you know what, I'm going to support her as much as it hurts me. I'm going to support her. But what ends up happening is that the, art teacher, her boyfriend, Bori's boyfriend, um, ex shows up at the school because <laughs> she was going to school at one point to basically train to be in a kind of administrative position at a, in, in a school because she always thought they would get married and then take over the school together. And so when she returned, she's like, okay, I'm ready to take over the school. And his, um, his, his sister, the art teacher's sister, who is absolutely, you know, trying to hand off this school to, you know, him. When she sees the return of her, she's like, oh, absolutely. His Of his first love. She's like, oh, absolutely. You can take my position and I'm going to go home and be a housewife now. And then when my brother gets it all under control, then you guys can basically do what you need to do and run this school. And that disrupts Bori and her relationship with her art teacher boyfriend, of course, and that she starts to doubt herself and their relationship. She's like, well, he has her. And then obviously his family does not support him having a relationship with Bori over this other girl that is highly educated and, you know, his age. So it, it, it turns into Bori now super like 
body body being super depressed and like struggling with this this kind of change in her relationship with the art teacher boyfriend and of course who's there Dan, who again has been getting rid of his feelings for her and doing really well and really good at it but still he's there like she's crying he's there she she needs he's there and a lot of it comes into play for me at this point was like she starts to really drop the ball and letting her walls down like too too much in the way that she starts to let him in like at one point um she doesn't want to be at home by herself so she's like can you stay the night with me you know like stuff like that i was like hold up buddy like what you think you're doing what what are you doing girl and you know she doesn't you know he sleeps in her room and she sleeps uh, you know downstairs or whatever but it still was like come on now but she was distraught like she didn't even sleep through that night she was just crying that so much that she woke him up and he like comes down and he's like you know holding her as she cries you know this happens throughout a lot of the drama with her relationship with the the art teacher so my point of this story in the drama and their relationship is one that I think the drama itself does try it tries not to put the two together when they are student teacher formally like when they are student teacher officially you know they do their best to not actually put them together but what they set up is a student who's absolutely in love with this teacher and then the teacher who starts to absolutely rely on the student um and more than a teacher should be relying on a student right and then it comes to a head at the end of the drama when Bori um, and her art teacher are supposed to get married. <laughs> yes, he proposes to her. He's like, we're getting married. I want to get married, take over the school. But like, we got to, you know, basically get approval from my family. Of course, his family does not approve Bori and them being married. And of course, he, his ex is there running the school currently. So she's like, absolutely not giving you the school if you marry this woman. So you need to figure it out. You marry me and run the school or you're not getting the school back. And so it becomes a fight over the school and his ex-girlfriend like completely changing the school. And, and everybody's like, what's happening to our school? You know, this whole thing starts happening. And then um, Bori recognizes like at some point of her just kind of fighting tooth and nail to like have this relationship with this former art teacher of her she's like it's just I can't do it I don't want to do it and some of it comes from the fact that she ends up starting to slightly notice her relationship with Tayen being a lot different than what she basically it's what she has with Tayen is what she thinks she should be having with her boyfriend and she does not have that obviously so it makes her completely notice that hey I don't think I want to be in this relationship anymore I don't I definitely don't want to get married (laughs) to you anymore like I'm good and they get in trouble right at the end of this realization with she was going to get married um she goes to get her dress from Tan because Gemma's mother, the fashion designer, um, has, you know, gave her a dress for the wedding. And then she gives it to, Gemma gives it to Tan to give it to Bori. And so Bori ends up meeting up with him and going to his apartment um, that he, that really his uncle's, but goes to his apartment to get the dress. 
And she breaks down to him. Like, I don't want to get married. I can't do this. I don't, I, I don't want to do this. And he's like freaking out, mind you. He's like, what do you mean? Like, I've, I've made peace with you getting married to my uncle now. Like, what do you mean? I want to get married. Like, what is it? What does all this mean? And he does the sweetest things. He's like, okay, let, let me, let's, how about you try on your dress? And once you get on your dress, you'll, you'll feel differently. And then she's like, you know, sad. And she's like, I already tried the dress on. And he's like, no, no, trust me. Like, let's, let's try. Like, what do you need? And she's like, you know, she notices that she's flustering him. So she's like, oh, it's okay. I'll try on the dress. Um, it's fine. I'm, I'll get married. Um, but she ends up falling asleep there. Um, at his, at his apartment. And she's like in her wedding dress on the couch and he is like holding her hand while he's, you know, she, he's on the floor and they fall asleep that way. And of course, this is the night before her wedding and her family, his family is coming to his apartment. Like, why hasn't he gotten dressed? Why hasn't he meet up, met up with us yet? The wedding's about to happen. Like what's going on? And they walk in, of course, and they see Bori sleeping on the couch with her wedding dress on and sees them holding hands um, and completely snaps. Like her, his dad completely snaps, um, slaps her, not in front of Tan because he makes Tan leave, slaps Bori in across the face. Like that dad, I really wish, like he was horrible. Like one of the worst characters, I've, I mean, horrible, meanest, disgusting people. Like he's horrible. Slaps her across the face and it's like, how dare you seduce your teacher and now you seduce your student. You know, like horrible to her. And she's distraught, of course. You know, takes her, you know, changes out of her wedding dress and like folds it up. And she's just like, yeah, I'm done. It's This is it. This is over. And then Tayan is told he needs basically he's disowned by his family he's like I don't we don't want anything to do with you I'm done with you figure out your own life and Tan leaves he actually bolts like Korea like leaves and drops out of school doesn't finish school leaves just like you know Boydie did when she was in high school she just left um and of course the, sc- the school the students are uh, you know hurt by this Gemma is distraught she comes running to his house you know to the department screaming at the door and he's already gone by that point um and Bordy she takes it as like you know this is what happens and then a year later passed so we get a time skip and then he returns to Korea they meet up again and Bordy basically lets him know um even though it's not on purpose, he ends up finding out how she really felt about him and how she feels about him still. And they start their own relationship again, fighting against um, her former <laughs> boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. He still thought like there was a chance. And she's like, I told you I broke up with you. Like there's no chance. And then you have Tayan, like, can we get married? I want to marry you. She takes him to meet her father. And he, you know, is super adorable with his father, with her father. But she's like, we're not getting married. I have, I don't want to get married. She's like, you have so much you need to do. Like, how are you going to support me and a family? You don't have, like, you didn't even finish high school. Like, you need to go to college. Like, you haven't done anything to support me. And she's like, we're we're not getting married. And he's like, 
well, you're thinking about us having a family. And she's all like, that's what you get from that. And then, um, you know, then time passes again. Um, and he is shown, she is shown working at the school as a teacher now with her ex-boyfriend who's running the school. And then we also get to see that they've hired a new teacher and the new teacher happens to be Tayan, who is in the classroom telling the, the story of his, you know, first love to all the students and they're all gathered around him and then she like comes in and like you know disrupts him and then they make a little cute scene in the hallway and then that's the end of the drama so I'm I said all that to go through some of those points because I wanted to mention the fact that this is a drama that deals with a topic that is not one that I would condone by any means and it is not appropriate at any point, okay? Um, the only caveat to this drama was that there wasn't really that um, underage situation. Again, it was supposed to be more of the power and balance um, a situation. But the way that the drama played with this was that they kind of positioned Bori on the same level as her students to some degree because she had not graduated high school herself, but you know, her coming back to work as a kind of like substitute teacher, she was not respected. She didn't have the the credentials. The the school the the school was the one that she got kicked out of. So the rest of the teachers were kind of really you know, you know, they weren't really nice to her in the beginning. So the students kind of took her underneath their wing as much as she took them underneath her wing. And I think that was something that they were trying to to show. They also tried to show that there wasn't so much of an imbalance in that she just wasn't a real teacher, but also because the way that she would have moments of like breaking down about the state of her students, it showed that she kept feeling like she was helpless. Like she didn't really have the means to really do anything for these students. And what ended up happening was that a lot of times the students would gather together and kind of like become a team and work with her to solve the issues of their classmates. And so it kind of kept her on the same level of her students. And so this the, the thing that usually is very icky about a student-teacher relationship is the age gap and the, the underage aspect, but then also that power and balance. But I feel like the drama was purposefully trying their best to kind of underplay that. Um, and that's, you know, not um, anything that I'm applauding them about, but it's just something that I did notice. And I did also think that the most disturbing of it was her situation with her former teacher. I think that one was a little bit more weird to me and a little bit more icky because of his kind of declaration that he had always loved her kind of thing when he meets up with her again after years, a couple years have passed. And he was obviously much older than her. Um, and so it that was a little bit more weird. And I did feel like where there was a power imbalance within their relationship because he was tied to the school and the principal of the school. She worked basically for him and his family to some degree because she was, you know, babysitting Tayan. So I feel like that was more of an imbalance um, in the relationship that she had with her former teacher. Um, but, you know, uh, what what do I know, right? <laughs> what do I know? But still, I thought that was a little bit more of a bigger issue for me in the in the drama. Now, that the 
let me talk about my my questions like I like to ask like you know my favorite parts of the drama my least favorite parts of the drama and what I recommend is and did I think did I just like the drama in general and do I think there's merit in returning to this drama you know after all these years so my favorite parts of this drama has to be has to be Gong you, okay? What do you want me to say? And I'm saying this because it starts off so wacky. The drama starts off so silly and over-exaggerated and just slapsticky and just like rambunctious. Like everything about the opening episodes was just like out of out of control. And then they hone in on these individual students and their stories. And Taeyan gets to really show like who he really is. And man, the acting, superb. Like I was in shock that he was acting the way that he was acting in a drama like that. It was like, did he need to go that hard in the drama? No, he did it. I mean, but he did. I mean, beautiful performance and a lot of moments in this drama from him. Um, a lot of it coming from his his situation with his father, him dealing with um, his, you know, battling with himself and how he felt about Bori um, and kind of feeling bad about that and, and, and his guilt towards like how he felt towards her and, and the fact that he just couldn't have her, the hurt that he felt when he just knew she was right there but he couldn't have her. Like there was so much there. I mean, performance wise, he was giving performance and I was in shock. I was like, was it necessary to be doing all that in this type of drama, a high school drama at that? I don't know, but he was definitely giving me a lot. And then as far as like the rest of the students, I think that was the star of this drama. Like not the relationship as in like the romantic relationship of, you know, Bori and her former student, her former teacher, or with Tayen. It was not to me at all about them, and um, to some degree, their, their relationship. It was really, really about um, like the plight of the students <laughs> and this woman who really wanted to make a difference. And that came with her relationship with Tayen as well. Like a lot of it was the reason why he became so latched onto her and kind of really fell for her was this this need to have someone who genuinely cared about him because he didn't feel that way with his actual family. And having that person there for him, I mean, it might be some mommy issues obviously there, but you know, having that person there for him was critical for his character. But then also she was that way with the rest of her students. Like she would show up for them in multiple ways. And so it was just like, that's really what this story is about. And for a high school K-drama, I think that is, that was to me like, that shined. That shined for me then, and I think it definitely still shined for me today. And I think that is the, the best part of a high school drama when you do kind of give you make the teacher or the authority figure in these dramas more human um, for the students, right? But then also you humanize the students and you don't treat them just as students who are supposed to pass tests and go to college. Like having all of that in a high school K-drama to me is critical, it's key. And this drama as the start of high school K-dramas for me did that. It really, really focused on that. So to me, that was the best part of this drama and my favorite part of the drama, honestly. Um, but also Gong Yu killed it. I don't, I killed it. And also Bordy as a character, I genuinely liked her. I mean, again, 
you know, it gets, it gets iffy towards the end with her and her relationship with Tayan, kind of like how she was, you know, going about that. But like in general, she was a very strong minded person. That was her. She was known as being a troublemaker. She stood up for what she believed in. She's like, she, she stood up for those students. And so there were moments there where I just was like, I really like Bordy. Um, again, other situations that she was in, I was not the happiest with, but she was young herself. Like, I think that was something else we were supposed to remember in watching this drama that she was young herself. And I know the, the synopsis says that he was 20 and she was 25. And I guess, yes, maybe in Korean age, but I don't think in international age, like that's their real, they're supposed to be their real ages. I think he was really more on the 18, 19 side of things. And she was more on the 23, 24 side of things. Um, but still, you know, they wanted to kind of, I think we were supposed to be reminded that she was young. And I think they showed that sometimes with her interactions with the ex-boyfriend, I think as well. I mean, with her ex-teacher and her boyfriend at the time, like it kind of showed that as well. So I thought that was good too. So, I mean, in general, there were things that I did think were good about this drama. I know, right? Shocking. Um, my least favorite parts of this drama would have to be, like I said, that relationship that she has with her ex-teacher. It was very complicated um, and it was very messy and it did not feel like at any point, like I supported it. And so it was kind of annoying at points because it was just like, why is she with this man, you know? So that part really annoyed me and I did not like that. Um, and then, like I said, some of the general happenings where, you know, a teacher and a student just would not be in those settings and those scenarios together, those were a little troubling for me because I'm just like, again, someone who comes from education who used to teach and who was in classrooms with, te- with students, know, and of high school age, you know, knowing like just the line that is there and you should not be crossing it that was really kind of uncomfortable at times in this drama. But I also just know that this, again, it was in 2005 in Korea. Like, I don't really know what the school situations are <laughs> or were in that period. But from what I know, like, I know things that I would never have been done or been put in the position uh, with a student. So either way, but again, she was young and she didn't, didn't really have teacher training. She was not a real teacher. So a lot of this, I think they kind of were we're banking on that being some of explaining away some of the the scenarios that the two were in. Now, would I recommend this drama? (laughs) No, because you can't find it anywhere. It's not anywhere online. Like I have this because I have my secret stash, but I wouldn't actually recommend anyone watching this. I don't think it's necessary to go back and watch this. Um, And again, like I said, it deals with some, you know, questionable topics. So I just think in general, most people would not want to go, you know, watch this type of drama. But if there was a reason to recommend it outside of it being like Baby Gong Yoo and Baby Gong Gong Yoo Jin, outside of that, maybe, I feel like I could see it being something to compare to other high school K-dramas that you like or you love to see how they wrote their high, this high school drama and kind of what they did with their, you know, student of the day kind of thing. I wonder if there's some, you know, that would be a reason to, to recommend it to someone to just to see what a older, you know, K-drama, high school drama look like. Maybe that would be a reason to recommend it, but I wouldn't just off that recommend this drama. No. 
Now, did I like this drama after rewatching it? Um, and did I find any merit in watching it again? This, you know, in 2024, <sighs> I'm going to be honest. I still like the drama. I still, I mean, I don't think I loved it as much as I did, obviously the first time, um, just age and just life. You, you see things differently. Um, so I, I would not say I loved it or enjoyed it as much as I did the first time. Um, did I like this drama? Yes, because I still feel like, again, it holds a special place into my heart. It's a little bit sentimental for me, but then there's also, like I said, the, the way that they really showcase these multiple students and their stories and had me really invested in this entire class. Like that is, that is good writing. Like they did a really good job with that. And I don't think, um, I can write that off like as something that I did not enjoy. I did. I enjoy following those students again and, and and getting used to their personalities and seeing how they interact with Bori. Like I really enjoyed all of that. So there was a lot, there was a lot here that I actually did enjoy again. Um, again, there's some surrounding things that I did not enjoy as much the second time around, but I definitely did find some things that I still liked. Now, is there merit in rewatching a drama like this or going back to watch this drama for the first time? Again, not really, <laughs> not really, because since this drama, I have watched a lot of other, you know, high school K dramas, and I've really loved a lot of them. And so, in comparison, I just feel like there's so many other high school K dramas that I would recommend over something like this for sure. Because again, messy controversial like problematic like no you know so there's no need to really go back to this drama at all it should really say in 2005 but it was it was nice to go back and see it again um and see how I felt about it this time around to be honest now what I will say is the pro actual production quality of this drama was in the pits I can count on two hands the amount of times that I saw the mic, the boom mic hanging in the scene, like just straight up, just like right over their heads. Like there's the mic. I mean, it was bad. It felt like I was watching like, um, you know, something live. Like it was like, why is the, why is that in the shot? Multiple moments. I, I mean, I can count. Like it was probably no more than like, it was no less than five times. Like I saw that. So, I mean, production quality was questionable. The editing style. Oh my goodness. When I tell you there was like, you know, scenes like zooming, you know, like weird transitions that they tell you not to use in your PowerPoints and your presentations anymore. You know, it was like, it was weird. I was like, this was what they were doing in 2005. <laughs> like, I don't remember this. I mean, cause I watched, you know, threw it back to, um, I mean, cause I threw it back to 2006 and gong. Like, I mean, it, production quality, totally different. Um, editing styles, totally different. So I don't know, maybe it was just budget, but it was really like cheesy at times, like the styling of it and the OST, not good at all. I mean, not good. I'm sorry. It just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I don't know how else to say it. It just wasn't good. So like, yeah, this drama is, there's, there's no need to go back to it. It can definitely stay in 2005, but I wanted to revisit it just because again, it was this kind of premier high school K-drama moment for me. And like I said, a really educational moment for me in K-dramas and just that I 
you know, hadn't watched this type of story yet. And so I wanted to go back to this kind of first drama of its type for me. And, um, and I'm glad I did, despite, you know, feeling like weirded out by some parts um, of the drama. But, you know, hey, like I said, I did find something in it that I still really enjoyed. And I think they did a good job with certain things. Again, Gong Yu was the best <laughs> in this drama. Hyojin was wonderful. Like I said, I really liked her character, but some of the, the things that they had Gong Yu just, you know, portraying and for his character were just, wow, what levels, like, where is that coming from kind of thing? It was good. It was good. Just a reminder of why he is one of my not even one. He is my favorite actor, okay? And and he's going to stay that because he was doing that back then when he was around, what, 26, I think, at the time when, he, when this was airing? Um, 26, 27, 26, 25. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, great. Great performance from him. And that was wonderful to watch again. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to even hold you on that. I loved rewatching him in this space. Like, it was so good. Um, and then him and Hyojin were adorable together. They come off on screen like siblings. Like, I understand that there's like, by the end of the drama, they're supposed to be in romantically linked or romantically involved. But honestly, watching throughout the entire drama, they felt like siblings. They felt like brothers, sisters. Like they, you know, that's how they were interacted in the drama. Their characters interacted. So I, I really liked seeing them on screen together. <laughs> Just did. And I liked it then and I still like it now. Again, not even in a romantic setting um, in this in the story. Like it was just nice to see how they played off of each other in the story. So lovely seeing them together in any way, but definitely nice to see them together in this kind of early days for them. Um, and yeah, so that was really it, guys. Like that was... Oh, and I wanted to explain the title of the drama because, again, I mentioned about her name and being Biscuit and Bori and all that stuff. So Biscuit Teacher is obviously Nabori and then Star Candy. So the, the thing about Star Candy, that's supposed to represent Tayan. And the reason why it represents Tayan is because he, uh, because Bori at some point names him Star Candy and she's telling when he had left and he's been away for a year and she's teaching at a cram school um she's telling her students and she's like I didn't know what to call you because I couldn't think I you know I didn't want to say your you know give you, you know, say your real name so I just you know decided to call you Star Candy but then if you actually kind of know about the barley biscuits in Korea they're sold with these like little star candies in them um and so in Korea, it's known like peanut butter and jelly. There's like these barley biscuits and star candies. Like they come together. They're like a set. They're like a little pair. And so that, I guess, is the references that her, she's the biscuit teacher. He's the star candy. And they go together. They go together. Um, but yeah, so... That's just a quick, you know, whatever about the title. So guys, I mean, how bad do you think this drama is? Like, is this something that you think 
you would have been completely horrified by if you watched it back in 2007 <laughs> or 2005? Or do you think if you watched it now, you would be completely horrified or you would be like, okay, it's not, I don't see, you know, it's not that bad. Like what would be your stance just kind of based off what you, what I've told you here. Again, I didn't give you all the details of what happened in this drama, but I did want to kind of give you some ideas so you would kind of be able to maybe form an opinion on a drama that deals with such a topic as um, student-teacher relationship in this way. So just something to note, just something to, to ask and inquire about because, you know, I like to get hear from you guys. But that's it, guys. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.